Hi and welcome to another episode of SFA Oxford's podcast. In light of the recent release of the Battery Metals Quarterly for Q2, I'm joined by Kimberly Berman, uh, Principal Consultant at SFA uh, and Energy Transition Technology and Battery Metals Expert, among other things. So my first question, Kimberly, is what are the primary drivers of the surge in supply of battery metals? There's been a uh, surplus in all the battery metals uh, recently, and nickel in particular is forecast to remain surplus in 2023 and perhaps 2024. This is primarily due to increasing production in Indonesia. We see that nickel surplus is expanding as Indonesia continues to ramp up and recently started plants and is adding more projects. Conversion from matte to refined metal in China could ease class one tightness and reduce the premium to intermediates. Cobalt, on the other hand, is going to be experiencing a surplus again, primarily due to the fact that CMOC resolved its dispute with state-run Gika mines in April and is expected to expand current operations. It just seems to us that supply is expanding faster than current demand when it comes to that commodity. Lithium is also set to be a surplus this year as new supply comes on stream. Although lithium prices rallied recently, it is expected to fall again due to ramp up issues and project delays, keeping the market tighter and prices higher in the short term. So you mentioned uh, with regards to nickel that there's a, a ramp up in supply from Indonesia. Uh, my question is, what are the environmental concerns surrounding that supply? So there are currently two pressing environmental issues with nickel production in Indonesia. While laterite ores in Indonesia are close to the surface, electricity is generally generated by coal-powered plants that are subsidized by the government. And as a result, Indonesia burned 33% more coal in 2022 compared to 2021, raising the country's emissions by 20% that year. Furthermore, even though HPAL, one of the main processings that they use to produce nickel, is less carbon intensive, 1.4 to 1.6 tons of difficult to manage sludge is being produced for every ton of nickel. The tailings from HPAL produced are especially difficult to dispose of in Indonesia. Indonesia has got a wet climate, mountainous topography with high seismic activity, and is surrounded by shallow ocean waters. So this rules out traditional ways of disposal, such as drying and stacking, tailing dams, and deep sea disposal. Thanks, Kimberly. Uh, one of the other topics mentioned in the quarterly is BV production from China. Uh, so the next question is, what impact is the ramp up in BVs from China having? We have noticed an increased presence of Chinese automakers at major European auto shows in recent months. Top Chinese EV makers BYD and NIO are looking to capture 15% of the European EV market by 2025, with the former planning 100 dealerships in the UK alone by 2025. Chinese branded BEVs are set to make up 8% of European BEV sales this year, up from 6% last year. There have been some alarm bells, and according to a report by German insurer Allianz, Chinese automakers could cost EU automakers 7 billion euros by 2030, unless policies that encourage domestic industry development are passed, and suggestions have included tariffs. So moving on then, um, could you elaborate on the EU's approach to recycling? The EU is taking a very integrated approach, and the end goal is to create a circular economy for batteries. 
At the moment, only carbon declaration is needed. New labouring requirements will apply by 2026, and a QR requirements for battery passports will apply by 2027. The updated regulations increase recovery rates for lithium and recycled content across all target metals and have increased the focus on retaining batteries and black mass within the EU, which is forming specific trade dynamics for black mass. For instance, increasing the interest in categorizing black mass as hazardous waste in order to limit its trade from the EU. For example, the origin of metals produced from black mass is labeled as a site of the black mass refinery, constituting a new entry into the battery passport system. And just finally, what else does the Battery Metals Quarterly Market Report contain? We also talk about the impact of sodium-ion batteries and LFP cathodes could have on nickel and cobalt prices. Sodium-ion is currently the technology du jour, as it has elements that don't have the same geopolitical risks as lithium-ion. But it is currently only appropriate for low energy density applications and therefore won't impact nickel and cobalt at the moment. In addition, the production methods used for synthetic ash is carbon intensive and costs will likely go up if more environmentally friendly methods are used. We believe that LFP will have more of an impact on nickel and cobalt prices, especially if the development plans in North America come to fruition. Thank you, Kimberly, for giving us an overview of the report. I'm going to attach a link in the description whereby you can find out more about the contents of the report and reach out to the team as well. Thank you very much for listening.